Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. They're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. All right, let's welcome Tracy to Mark and Andrew Paul's Middle School. We'll ask you some questions. You'll give us some answers. And maybe we'll give you some concert tickets. Get out of here. All right. Here's what we're going to do, Tracy. Five quick questions. You've got three seconds to answer each one. Don Henley was just in the news because some lyrics that he had written for the Hotel California album were stolen years ago, and it seems like they're going to be returned to him. So I'm going to name a song title. You say yes or no if it's on the Hotel California album, okay? Okay. Here we go. Take it to the limit. Mm, Yes. Incorrect. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. The next song, New Kid in Town. Um, Yeah. That is correct. All right, three seconds. Remember, Tracy, take it easy. Sure. Incorrect. First out. Of course. Your next one, Life in the Fast Lane. Sure. That is correct. And then one of these nights. Sure. No, incorrect. I think you said yes for everyone, didn't you? Yeah, she just said sure. She hates the Eagles. <laughs> I know. We're simpatico. It, it doesn't I, mean I, you I can't know, think. I know they have a place in music history, but I don't like the Eagles. Well, it cost you tickets this time around, Tracy. <laughs> Great. No, all right. No, we'll give you the tickets anyway. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, hang on. I hate the f- Eagles, man. Yeah. It'd be tough to deny her the tickets after that buy-in, you know, after the enthusiasm. Yes, I was going to say, she was was after, after question number one, know. her, her, her uh, commitment to the <laughs> to the, the, the continuity of the bit kind of kind of waned significantly. It yeah, it did. It I dropped. would say, yeah. There was some drop-off, I would say, say, yes, yes. Her passion waned. <laughs> All right, we got a warm weekend coming up pretty much every day up around 112. Mark and Neanderthal. Did you know that Tiger Woods is actually struggling to make the cut at the U.S. Open? I saw he had a rough first day. Yeah. Yeah. So, it t- and today would be the second day. And yeah. If he doesn't play better. Yeah. That all, that is not, it's the British Open, right? Is the British Open? Yeah. Uh, I think it's the British it's, Open. Well, it's just called the Open. So I don't know which one is, which one it is. U.S., British, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, British Open. The uh, Open. Okay. I saw the thing yesterday where, um, who's the other guy? He's a big guy now. Uh, Rory McElroy. Yes. Um, was, you know, teeing off. From the from the the tee box. By the way, we're getting sportsy for the second we are getting second, second time in a row. But th- actually, this is something very important. If you're if you're going to watch golf, you got to pay attention. Depending on where you are situated, if you're if you're one of those people who's lined up along the fairway, you definitely have to pay attention because yesterday Rory McIlroy tees off. I guess he either hooked it or sliced it, whatever. Well, a slice is, I think, to your strong side. A hook is to no. If you're if you're a, a righty, a hook is it goes to your off strong to your side. Right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, no, if you're a righty, a slice will go off to the right. Right, yeah. If you hook yeah. it, it goes to your strong side. If you slice it, it goes to your weak side. All right, yeah. Yeah. L- like pulling if you're a major, a major right. league baseball hitter. Yeah, yeah. Same idea. So he slices or hooks, whatever, and a PGA Tour staffer who should know better is on the sidelines somewhere, gets hit in the hand, fractured his hand. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been hit with a golf ball. I will tell you, there's that area on uh, on Guadalupe when you cross, is it Arizona, between Guadalupe and... Um, I know what you're talking about. The yeah, Co- there's a golf the course. The Pelli course. Yes, that, whatever that course yeah. is. I, I hesitate to ride my motorcycle or drive my truck through that area. I avoid that area of town yeah. because I don't know how good the golfers are there. I've always wondered what it's like to live in a neighborhood where you have a golf course nearby because you could get seriously hurt. Oh, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Fine shot. I should have yelled too. Yeah, now you get hit in a very sensitive area. <laughs> That's right. Ted Knight got hit in a very sensitive area by Rodney Dangerfield. There, yeah. uh, you know, it is. I mean, like you said, a golf ball. I mean, holy yeah. cow. I mean, think about throwing a golf ball at somebody and and he, hitting him in the head or something. Not that you've that ever would, done that. You've no, heard I mean, it. it was, you Asking know, for a friend. Yes, it would hurt a lot. I would so, think so. Yeah. You know, definitely pay attention. And I don't I don't say that just as some guy who doesn't know anything about golf. I happen to be a lifetime member of Top Golf. Oh no! So kidding. I know the game. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. top, there's top in the name. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's very difficult to become a lifetime member. You go. One time. Right. And you automatically become a lifetime member. You get the card. I have the card. Wow, look at you. Yeah, yeah. so I don't so, speak about golf without prior knowledge. Obviously, yeah. clearly, yeah. And as we learned in Caddyshack, too, it's also very difficult to putt with a wedgie. <laughs> yeah, so. It is time for the Mark and Neanderthal weekend movie pick. We're going back to 1987. It was a great year for this movie. Predator. Mm-hmm. Coolest looking monster. Well, not the coolest looking monster ever, but definitely a cool looking monster. Created by probably the star of the movie, a guy named Stan Winston, who is well known in the Hollywood. He created the Queen and Aliens, the Alien Queen monster. Mm-hmm. He created the Terminator 800, the original Terminator robot. He created the other Terminator. He's done like all, he did most of the um, dinosaurs for Jurassic Park. Yes. Like Stan Winston is a he's a special effects legend and created one of the greatest movie monsters of all time in Predator. Yeah, Predator. In fact, let's let our, our midday gentleman, Mike Abad, give you the plot. Arnold Schwarzenegger stars as a soldier of fortune hired to rescue a group of politicians in the jungles of Guatemala. The macho sauce and steroids flow like wine as Arnold and his muscle-bound team try to complete their mission, which becomes more difficult when they run into a creature with superhuman strength and dreadlocks as awesome as Larry Fitzgerald's. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. They're pretty awesome. In fact, that was, I think, I don't know if it was Ricky Williams or Pac-Man Jones, whoever the first guy was that started to do the dread things, they called it the Predator haircut. Yeah. Because it was, that's how famous that, that dreadlock look is. Yeah, and one of the, the coolest things about the Predator to me is he's sort of a he's sort of a combination of primitive and high tech. You know, he lives in the jungle, he, he does all these things, but he's got like he's got like a forerunner to the eye watch on his arm there. Yeah. You know, he can he can punch in coordinates and shoot lasers and stuff like that. It's a it's a kick ass monster. Yeah, no, it's it is I again I would put it up there with one of the three greatest monsters of all time. I can't name the other two. That's how I mean <laughs> I mean obviously Predator, Alien, Alien is another one of the yep. great monsters of all yep. time. Yep. Um and again, he did you know, he did the T Rex and uh Stan Winston is the guy is the guy that's the real star of the movie. Well let's give you a clip from the movie and you know, there's really not a lot of dialogue in the movie Predator. Um, uh, but this clip, I like it because it has the sounds that the Predator makes, right. which which are very cool. Yep. And also one of the movie's iconic lines. No! 
Wow. To the chopper. I mean, I mean, that's going to be Arnold. That's going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger's tombstone. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to get out of the jungle on a motorcycle, but I, 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 I don't know. That's, you know. Oh, helicopter. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I will tell you, everybody's Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, yours truly is, imp- uh, uh, you know, included, is based upon this movie. Yes. Come on, I'm right here. Get to the chopper. Yeah. Come on. Come over here. Come on. It's all, it's literally from Predator. A lot of grunting. Yes. A lot of groaning in this movie. Yeah. Don't get attached to any of the characters. No. Because they're all going. Most of them. <laughs> Most of them, anyway, all, yes. Although my favorite line in the movie, we can't say in the movie, which is, you're one ugly motherfucker. Yep. Yeah. It's a, you know, and it and, gets repeated by the Predator. Yes. And you'll learn in this movie, too, uh, the best way to go one-on-one and face the Predator is to take your shirt off first and yes. cut yourself across the chest inexplicably with your own knife. Yes. I don't know why that works. Actually, it doesn't work. Yes. But we also know that the long, long-lived, long both Rambo and Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie understand that if you cover yourself in mud, you can't be seen. That's right. Yeah, it's the ultimate camouflage. Predator. Is it trained to Busan good? Yeah. Well, it, it's not supposed to be. It's a different type of movie. For what it is, it does it very, very well. Come on. Stuff. Go watch the movie. Good morning, this is Harrison, and it's time for Time Out for Spanish. As a public service, and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known, Mark and Neanderthal are taking Time Out for Spanish. We got Patty checking in from Coolidge, little Pinal County action today for Time Out for Spanish. Patty, you're trying to win tickets for Star Wars Night at Chase Field with the Diamondbacks taking on the Washington Nationals Saturday, July 23rd at 5, 10 p.m. First 10,000 fans receive a Star Wars t-shirt. Tickets on sale at dbacks.com. So what we'll do here is give you a Spanish phrase, and you got to translate it, but we give you three choices in English, Patty. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, here comes your Spanish phrase. Creo que está mal que solo una compañía haga el juego Monopoly. Did you hear that? I did. Do it one more time. Okay. Creo que está mal que solo una compañía haga el juego Monopoly. All right, that does translate into one of the following, Patty. Is it A, I don't want to be part of a club that would have me as a member. <laughs> B, my drug test came back negative. My dealer sure has some explaining to do. <laughs> or C, I think it's wrong that only one company makes the game Monopoly. I think I'm going to have to go with C. Yes. yes. C is correct. Well yes. done. Monopoly. Right on. Time out for Spanish. Weekday mornings with Mark and Neanderthal. Yesterday, we had this the, the very strange discussion. What was our focus yesterday? It was bathroom-based, and it was, oh, yeah, it was about guys going into women's rooms. Accidentally. By right? accident. You, because your wife saw somebody in the ladies' room. Or yes. She, yeah, a guy, a, man, a guy was in the stall in the ladies' room, and he was just letting it fly in the stall with his head back, just completely unaware of the fact that he was in the wrong bathroom. Experiencing great relief. Yes. Much relief. Which, by the way, let's face it, there are very few more pleasurable experiences <laughs> than when you have to go. Sometimes. And you get an opportunity to do so. It can bring tears to your eyes. Sometimes, sometimes. it can, yeah. So during this whole thing, you know, when, when a song is playing or something, we're, we're talking to people on the phone and everything. We yeah. got this guy named Mike who calls every once in a while, who's, who's a great guy, very funny. 
And you, you, you may have heard his voice on the air before. Regular listener. And yeah. by the way, when we play this, I'm going to disparage Mike in any way, shape, or form. However, he did bring up an awkward proclivity um, that we both sort of question now. And not, yeah. being, not being a parent, I can't possibly, I can only surmise what the environment would be like versus experience. So here's the call from yesterday. Hey, uh, does, it, does it count if I used to go into the women's room not by accident, but on purpose? Why are you going into the women's room on purpose? Uh, when my daughter was little. There, uh, it's an interesting thing because I think bringing your daughter into the women's room when she's little is probably less acceptable than bringing your daughter into the men's room. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, because, right, because uh, you know, especially if the bedroom had men in it, I did not feel comfortable with her coming in there. So I had no other choice but to take her into the women's room. So that the women could all feel very comfortable, comfortable with you, with you in being there. in there, yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So yeah, but yeah, but the, the problem is, I think a group of adults of a different gender are probably more tolerant of a young child being in the wrong gender bathroom. Again, we're not, we're not trying to assign gender. We're not monsters here. <laughs> but the point is, a group of adult males seeing a person bring their daughter into the men's room, I think, and I, again, I'm not being a parent, I'll have to defer to you on this one, Mark, but I think it's probably more acceptable than a group of adult women seeing an adult male walk into the ladies' room to bring their little daughter to the bathroom. I always enjoy when that guy Mike calls. Because his laugh is infectious. It is, but yeah. I couldn't disagree with him more. Okay, and good. I Yeah, so you you know, I don't I don't even think you have to be a parent to, to kind of have the feel right. for that. Um, because I, I would have never. No! Never brought my daughter into the women's room when you, she was you, little. I did, I did several times. You know, if I was by myself, if my wife wasn't with me, bring my daughter when she was a little kid into the men's room so she could relieve herself. It's almost like there's a certain, it's almost like potty training. And again, I only know this from personal experience, not from being a parent. This is the other side of that. I remember as a kid, when you were a kid and you had to use the bathroom, your mother would take you into the ladies' room. Yeah. Up until you were about four or five years old, when you were old enough to be potty trained and use the bathroom by yourself, your mother would then take you to the men's room, wait outside the door, and yep. send you in by yourself. Yeah. So there's a certain age where you expect to no longer be allowed into the different gender bathroom right. as a kid. Yeah, so, uh, like, you know... Again, just curious, are we off base on if it's I don't think so. 480-470-KSLX, just in, you know, your opinions, please. But uh, by the way, if you are in a public restroom, one of the funniest things you can hear is like a dad with their kid in the bathroom because it's like, here, dad. You know, it's like, yeah. pay, pay, don't look at me. Look at the toilet. But no, you're missing. Pay attention. You know, <laughs> you'll hear all this kind that, of chatter going on. That will also funny. happen if you bring your drunk friend to the bathroom. Yeah, absolutely. You'll often, yes, there, there is yes. one thing funnier than that. Yeah. I will say this, though, because now we've, we've spent two days on this thing. There is more attention being paid to what goes on in the bathroom now than I've ever thought of in my life. To me, yeah. the bathroom is like turning on the sink for a glass of water. It's a utility. You just go, you do it, you get in, you get your business done, you leave. But you are taught at a very young age that it's a private thing so you have all these little constraints that you put on yourself i think without even really noticing it without even really realizing it yeah you do all these different things so to let's sort of not protect your own privacy and not invade others let's not lift our leg on mike but let's <laughs> yes, I, got, yeah. I just think that mike is is he might be 180 <laughs> degrees on the wrong side of history <laughs> I, on this one when he one of the things i said to him yesterday that was an edited version i said mike you're doing it exactly wrong yes agreed <laughs> Dovetailing off yesterday's discussion of 
guys accidentally stumbling into women's rooms in public. Um, had a gentleman named Mike called and said that he would go into women's rooms on purpose when his daughter was young. Right, because, uh, you know, especially if the bedroom had men in it, I did not feel comfortable with her coming in there. So I had no other choice but to take her into the women's room. So we were kind of asking the question, isn't he getting that exactly wrong? It's a trap. It is a trap when yeah. you do that. Yeah, you can't do that. No. Um, yeah, so, you know, we both kind of were like, that's, no, that's not the way you do it. You take the, if you got a little girl, you know, three, four, five years old, whatever, you take her into the men's room. You escort her, of course, as as her father or legal guardian, whatever it might be. That's the way you do it. Times are changing. Ladies can do stuff now. <laughs> and you're going to have to learn how to deal with that. So we took calls on it, and I, I think this guy agrees with us. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, I, just as, the same as you, when I was, you know, I grew up with a single mother, and she would bring me into, you know, the woman's restroom when I was a kid. Right. Right. Yes, that's yes. what we're yeah. saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What we're saying is it's uh, from up, up to about the age of five, you bringing your daughter into the men's room is good. If your daughter were five years old and you walked into the ladies' room with her, that'd be a problem. Yeah, that's not Yeah, that's not acceptable, I don't believe. Hi, it's Mark and Paul. What do you think about all this? Of course you guys are correct. And I don't know what he was thinking, Mike. And the other thing I want to point out is even dogs don't like to be watched while they're pooping. <laughs> that's a good point. Yes, dogs are very vain. Cats are too. Cats will look at you with a dismissive look like, yeah. hey, take a picture. It lasts longer. <laughs> you guys are the best. Take care. All right. Okay, it's very important, though, if you do walk into the wrong gender bathroom as an adult, you should just look at the person right in the eye and just say, I meant to do that. Yeah, that's okay. exactly what you should do. I meant to do that. I meant to do that. Um, so not, you know, not saying anything <laughs> bad about Mike. We love Mike. He calls a lot. He's a big listener and he's very funny. But uh, that might be the funniest thing about him. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess I don't. Maybe. Maybe he didn't talk to his wife or significant other, or maybe he's a divorcee and he's got his daughter on the weekend. He doesn't know any better. But I don't know what logic where you could sit back and say, hey, it would be a good idea as if I, as an adult, walked into the ladies' room. Because he, he said at the beginning of the phone call, do you have the phone call by any chance? I just lost it. Okay, because yeah. at the beginning he goes, what if you go into the ladies' room? On purpose. Yeah. Like, he was, like, proud of the fact that he could use this as an excuse to go into the bathroom. And again, not trying to besmirch the fine name of Mike, but it's a little questionable, the behavior. Yeah. And we also talked to a woman who said she's had men come up to her and say, hey, would you do me a favor and take my daughter into the women's room? Which, by the way, I'm, I'm kind of used to. Yeah, yeah that, that, could, that, that makes can total sense. It's, it's probably in our day and age of being afraid of a lot of things less frequent than it used to be. And certainly the other, you know, you put the other genders, you flip them, it's far less frequent on that side of the equation. Yeah. Because of things we are, you know, predisposed to be concerned about. Yeah. All, all I'm saying is it's better. The option of, of being an adult in the wrong gender bathroom just, again, we're not we're not assigning genders because we're not monsters. Right. But. But that should be only happen because it's a mistake. We're at the point where hieroglyphics don't even work. I meant to do that. (laughs) 
Stupidity doesn't take vacations. Stupidity doesn't get canceled because of inclement weather. Stupidity is forever, and that's why we give you the Mark and the Paul Dumbass of the Day. Yes, and it knows no boundaries in terms of geography. It happens all over. For instance, 40-year-old Dusty Mobley. <laughs> that sounds like a great name, Dusty Mobley. Dusty I guess Mobley. He lives, he lives in a southern state, doesn't he? He is a resident of Holt, Florida. Yeah. Yep, and he was busy this past Saturday trying to make a little bit of money by mowing somebody's lawn. Oh, that's nice of of Mobley to do that. Yeah, Dusty Mobley. So all of a sudden, police showed up to arrest Dusty. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not like they didn't have reason to. Why? Back in January of this year, Dusty had cut a hole in the side of a metal building and stole a boat. Worth about $40,000. Well, that is a reason to arrest somebody. Big theft. Way to go, Mobley. When this happened, police were able to track Dusty down on the boat in a swamp, but they were unable to arrest him because they were on foot, and Dusty dove into the swamp and swam upstream and made his getaway. Wait, he had a boat. Why did he have to dive into the swamp to, to get away? Because then they would have been able to close in on the boat. I guess. Instead, he, he could have he, taken the boat and outrun the, the officers the swamp, on foot. The swamp was sort of limited. Oh, okay. So he, but he was able to swim to the end of it, get out, run away, and so forth. Okay, then. Yeah. Police didn't forget that, of course. Okay, then. They just had a lot of trouble finding Dusty after that. So when they finally located him on Saturday, Dusty had about oh, a dozen outstanding warrants to answer for. Oh. And that's why Dusty again tried to escape from police. His, on, a, on a riding lawnmower. Yeah, his escape yeah. attempt this time was not as... He kicked that riding lawnmower into gear. And, uh, yeah, it cuts grass really well. It doesn't get you away too well. Yeah, they do make those... There are some riding lawnmowers that do cruise pretty quickly. I'm guessing Dusty didn't steal one of those. This one lasted about 20 seconds, this okay. high-speed chase yeah. right there. I'm guessing the <laughs> cops were probably walking or jogging alongside of him. They wound up tasing him to take him into custody. Wow. So the swimming in the swamp worked. The top speeds on the riding mower... Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> so aside from the new drug charges, because they found meth on Dusty, no, uh, he has about a dozen other charges to deal with. He, he is being held without bail, you know, because if he gets anywhere near a riding mower, he could be off into the wind. So sure. That's Dusty Mobley. Sounds like a friendly guy. He is your Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you just told. Yep, and that was sponsored by Arrowhead Harley-Davidson. Got over 2,000 models to check out at ArrowheadHarley.com. That's the largest pre-owned inventory in the state. Okay, I got to move out of here. Some, somebody's early today. That, that does happen. Yeah, well, it's a Friday, you know. Well, Welcome to the explainer. Good morning. Yeah, how are you? I have a very tight schedule, I'm so. sure, sure. Why not? Nice to have me in once again. Is it? Simplifying things for those less intelligent than myself. Sure. A.K.A. everyone. All right, then. Now, because it'll be 112 degrees this weekend, let's talk about summer vacations, shall we? All righty, then. Obviously, many chose to take their summer vacation over the 4th of July week, but now's a good time also because it's not as busy a week. Okay. And when I say week, 
I don't mean how you'd describe the Phoenix Suns' performance against the Dallas Mavericks in the recent playoffs. That was a while ago, but uh, do you mean liable or to break or give way under pressure? Well, good query, Paul. Thank you. But no, I mean a period of seven successive days, what folks in Mexico would call a semana. All right, then. Now, for an easy vacation, there's always California. Sure. Where you could go to a beach. Right. And when I say beach, I don't mean what a guy with a Hispanic accent might call a woman he's angry with. Right. Are you referring to a large tree with smooth gray bark, glossy leaves, and a hard, pale, fine-grained timber producing the beech nut commonly only used as baby food or chewing tobacco? No, no, Paul. I mean an expanse of sand or pebbles along an ocean, sea, or lake that's washed by the tide and or waves. All right, all right. Another nice spot in California is Palm Springs. Yes, yes it is. And when I say springs, I don't mean what you might hear squeaking because you booked a room in a cheap hotel with paper-thin walls and the couple next door is enjoying themselves. And you don't mean to move or jump suddenly, rapidly, upward or forward, right? No, no, Paul. I mean a source or fountainhead from which water flows. Okay, sure. Taking a summer break is wonderful for the mind and soul. There's nothing quite like a road trip. Sure. And when I say trip, I don't mean the type of trip that Tommy Chong and Joe Walsh took too many of in the 1970s. By any chance, do you mean the nomenclature applied to a third-generation male named after both their father and grandfather, and coincidentally the name of the vice president of Hubbard Radio Phoenix, corporate parent company of 100.7 KSLX? Mm, Sorry, no, Paul. Interesting character, though. Yes. What I mean is a journey or voyage made between two points using whatever mode of travel suits you. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And for a shorter journey, you could go north and in just hours be in northern Arizona relaxing by a stream. Uh-huh. And when I say stream, I don't mean what many men of a certain age have trouble maintaining when they get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. No, you mean a uh, small tributary to a river flowing in a continuous current in a specified direction that would be an ideal location for trout fishing. Yes. That's exactly what I mean, Paul. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Well, I can see my work here is done. Is it? I'm the explainer. Yes, you are. And I'm glad I cleared things up. Did you? It's funny. When we were away last week, we were both on vacation. We were at my wife's mom's house and all her brothers were there. Right. And one of my brother-in-law's name is John. Um, he and his wife had just gone out on a trip to Yellowstone. Okay. And so along the way, they also stopped at Rocky Mountain National Park. Okay. And they go all the way to the top of it. You know, I think there's, you can either drive up or hike up or whatever it is. Anyway, there's a gift shop, gift shop up at the top of Rocky Mountain National Park. Right. And uh, my brother-in-law, John, is in there. And he, his mom lives near him. So he's like, let me get something for my mom. I'll bring it back to yeah, her. Yeah, that's thoughtful. And he gets a jar of huckleberry jam. Now, I don't know what huckleberry tastes like. My only, my only understanding of huckleberry is huckleberry hound. It's like a blueberry. Okay. It's kind of like a blueberry. All right. It might even be a blueberry, and they just call it a huckleberry there. But he's at the counter purchasing this jar of huckleberry jam. Right. And he's about to pay, and a woman comes up. You know, another tourist goes, don't buy that. He's like, why? And she goes, you can get it cheaper at Costco. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> Lady, of course you can. That's like walking up to the, the uh, merch stand <laughs> at the football game and saying, hey, don't buy that Larry Fitzgerald jersey. You can get it cheaper at, at a, Dick's. Out of my buddy's trunk. <clears throat> yeah. yeah you, you, of course, of anything in that shop. Whatever the merchandise might be, there's a cheaper version of it somewhere. There's sure. no doubt about that. But if you buy his mom a jar of Huckleberry Jam from Costco, it's not really very special, is it? No, you it's didn't not- get it. I mean, Costco's not at the top of the end of the Rocky Mountain National exactly. Park gift shop. It's not in this exotic, faraway place where you like, hey, I'm thinking of my mom. Sure. And that's what makes it special. It's not the co- It's not the jam. It's the thought that goes into purchasing yeah. the jam when you're in this unusual place. No, so I, I just I, thought that was a hilarious thing. Of course, you can get it cheaper elsewhere, lady. Yeah, I don't know the difference between blueberry and huckleberry, but I do know the difference between jelly and jam. Do you know that, Mark? Uh, yes, Paul. As a matter of fact, I do know the difference between jam and jelly. Okay, then. Um, you know, if you listening don't know the difference between jam and jelly and would like to know the difference between jam and jelly, you can always give us a call at 480-470-KSLX, and we will tell you the difference between jam and jelly, but you cannot get offended when we tell you the difference between jam and jelly. Remember, you asked for the difference between jelly and jam at 480-470-KSLX. We don't know the difference between huckleberries and blueberries, but we did just do a big story about how uh, huckleberry jam is cheaper at Costco than it is at the Rocky Mountain National Park. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I get it. You figure it would be. Same concert t-shirt that you're paying $40 for at the venue you can get at Hot Topic for like 19 bucks two days later. Uh you know what? You asked me before. You, you know the difference between uh, jelly and jam, right? I do know the difference between jelly and jam. If you would like to know the difference, 480-470-KSLX. But remember, if you're... If you're asking, you're... You're asking for it. This is this is kind of giving us the permission to tell you what the difference is. You're opting in, so to speak. Yeah. And if you're listening right now, you're kind of opting in yeah, to you're finding in. out the difference. So, I guess we should take some calls. All right. Yeah. Good morning. Hi. Okay, so I was hearing the jelly and jam comments. Do you know the difference between jelly and jam? Well, I know the consistency, but is there like a molecular difference? Well, now, now we want to ask you a question. Do you want to know the difference between jam and jelly as we know the difference between jam and jelly? Do you do you do you are, are you giving us permission to give you the answer? The difference between jelly and jam? Yes, let's see if they're the same. Go ahead. I can't jelly my down your mom's throat. That's what she said. (laughs) 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 Have a wonderful weekend. (laughs) You do the same. All right. And there's the difference right there. Yep. Now you've learned something this morning. Okay, then. What I learned today. Let's open up.
with the old College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Let's welcome Kevin from Scottsdale to the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. He thinks he can take Mark out. Going to ask you the same five questions I asked Mark. Kevin, whoever gets more right will graduate. If you don't graduate, you'll have to tell everybody you flunked. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's first, do it. First things first, let's kick Mark out of the studio. Mark, if you could please excuse yourself. All wow. right, then. Very polite for a Friday. Yeah. Yeah, it's early, though. You know, happy hour hasn't kicked in. A little later on tonight, and the bar's not going to be as polite. Expected to be all stuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, Kev, you ready? Let's do it. Song, uh, excuse me, question number one. What song did John Lennon co-write with David Bowie? Fame, Heroes, or Rebel Rebel? Fame. Number two... In which song does Mick Jagger sing? Well, he can't be a man because he doesn't smoke the same cigarettes as me. I can't get no satisfaction. All right. Question number three. Who dances in Springsteen's video for Dancing in the Dark? Courtney Cox, Winona Ryder, or Molly Ringwald? That's Courtney Cox. All right. Question number four. What's the only Led Zeppelin song ever recorded with a guest vocalist? With a guest vocalist. Uh, going to California. And question number five. Which band had hit songs like Low Budget, Sunny Afternoon, and A Well-Respected Man? The Kinks. All right. We'll see how you did. All right, Mark. You're up. All right, it's me versus the Kev man. You versus Kevster. All right, the Kev- Kevinator. Question number one. Yeah. What song did John Lennon co-write with David Bowie? Fame, Heroes, or Rebel Rebel? Fame. It's one to one. Question number two. In which song does Mick Jagger sing, well, he can't be a man because he doesn't smoke the same cigarettes as me? I can't get no satisfaction. It's two to two. Question number three, who dances with Bruce Springsteen in the video for Dancing in the Dark? Courtney Cox, Winona Ryder, or Molly Ringwald? That is Courtney Cox. It is three to three. Damn, this guy Kevin's a player. Question number four, what is the only song Led Zeppelin ever recorded with a guest vocalist? Uh, That would be The Battle of Evermore with Sandy Denny. It is four to three. Question number five, which band had songs like Low Budget, Sunny Afternoon, and Well-Respected Men? The Kinks. And with a score of 5-4, to four, Mark pulls this thing out. Kevin was good. Kevin was very good. Yeah. He only missed Congratulations, question... Congratulations, Mark. Yeah, he only missed question number four. He did have the right idea, though. Uh, going to California was his answer. And the song okay. was about Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. but did not feature her on vocals. Sandy Denny, the late Sandy Denny from Fairport Convention, was the only guest vocalist in the Led Zeppelin catalog. Going to California, same album, same yep. feel yep. to it. All right. Well, Kev, unfortunately, you didn't win, so you have to make the announcement, and you know what that is. Yeah, I had the Battle of Evermore going through my head, but I couldn't think of the title, so nice job. I have flunked out of the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Yeah, and, and there was a point in that, Mark, when, when question number four rolled around and you got it, when, and Kevin got it wrong, mm-hmm. I heard you go, yes. Well, when, it was, oh, no, when you yeah. got it right, yeah, we when, went to four to three. When you said four to three, I knew he must have gotten it wrong, yeah. so he was hanging in there, though. He's, he's a good player. Yeah, but I just I just, I just heard the, nice, yes. in the background. <laughs> if you don't think Mark takes this seriously, <laughs> all you have to do is listen to that little 
moment right there. Yeah. Running his record to a 202 victories versus three losses mm-hmm. and 37 ties. We'll do this all over again on Monday at the same time. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud, huh? 100.7 KSLX.